Hello and welcome to Two Nerds Sitting on a Couch, in which two nerds sit on a couch and discuss science fiction and fantasy. Alright, so we're here today to talk about 28 Days Later. Which is the sequel to 28 Days starring Sandra Bullock, going through the story of how she went to rehab and came out the other side. So this weirdly doesn't have Sandra Bullock in it and seems to be about zombies. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that bit of weirdness aside, <laughs> I decided I wanted to watch this for two reasons. Number one is that I recently wrote my um, senior thesis, um, which was about the Midwich Cuckoos. A story uh, by by uh john wyndham mm -hmm. and in my you know preparations for that i i um, believe they call that research well yeah but it, this is like sort of adjacent <laughs> um i like i read day of the triffids mm -hmm. and then we watched the movies or we watched the miniseries i think the movie was too terrible and we had to turn it off yeah um, anyway, so Alex and, Garland. And it was the earlier, we actually, we saw, didn't we see two Day of the Triffids miniseries? I don't know. It doesn't matter. I'm not sure. For sure, the 80s one was actually really good. And the 80s isn't necessarily known for their, like, good miniseries. So yeah. that was kind of a surprise. Right. And the 60s version was unwatchable. And I think we started a later one, and that was stupid, too. Anyway, long story short, Alex Garland, who wrote 28 Days Later, and then he went on to, like, write and direct Annihilation and Ex Machina. Um, he said that he lifted the very opening of Day of the Triffids, for 28 days later which also looks just like the beginning of walking dead yes who must have lifted it from either the same place or 28 days later right. my guess is 28 days later because it's a zombie show yeah that's possible so in triffids like triffids is one of those funny things where like they tell you you shouldn't have too much weird stuff going on in your book like you can have one weird yeah so the weird is there's this sort of pseudo-alien plant that eats people. It's a, yeah, carnivorous, predatory, ambulatory plant. But it it gives off this petroleum-like substance that you can use instead of petroleum. So it's like a renewable resource. Right. So it's like it gives with one hand and it takes from the other. Anyway, so then the other weird, unfortunately for humanity, is that there's this comet in the sky... And everybody who looks at it, which is basically everybody, um, becomes blind. Which um, I believe Night of the Comet, another early 80s zombie movie, mm -hmm. stole that as well. Because they had a comet and then everybody turned to dust because they dried out. And that's like kind of a similar like feel to what happens in Triffids. Because there's this like crazy stellar event and it has nothing to do... With the weirdly alien plants. It's just another weird thing that happens. Right. And it's just like, and you keep expecting there to be a connection. And there just isn't, which is why you're not supposed to have more than one weird. Actually, <laughs> I mean, if you if you go on in the book, he does tie them together. Because mm -hmm. bo both the Triffids and it, it turns out that it wasn't actually a comet. It was um, some fucking spook shit. Like some Star Wars program gone crazy for both of the both of the Triffids and the blinding event. The blinding event was something that one of the superpowers had developed and then accidentally set off. Hmm. That sounds like something somebody's editor made them put in. No, I you know. Like, having read not maybe a ton of his stuff, but enough of his stuff, and then kind of knowing the whole thing, like, he definitely has it out for, um, there's this British term called boffins, mm -hmm. which is um, kind of mid-level scientist types. And 
like boffins are just like Wyndham has no time for these fucks, you mm-hmm. know, because they're just they're doing shit because um, the institution wants them to do shit. Mm-hmm. And so it's not even a question of like, should I or not? It's that the whole evil like the whole evil thing is broken down into so many component parts that they can't even see mm-hmm. the evil that they're doing. Right. And this is actually like a common component of his stuff. You know, like there's there's one called um Kraken Wakes. Okay. And it involves um like space aliens come down and it turns out that they're like deep sea creatures. So they go down like into the, you know, Mariana Trench or whatever mm-hmm. and then wage war literally on Earth. <laughs> mm. Okay. And like like the boffins are constantly like oh we've got him on the run and then they totally don't and then oh we've got him on the run and they totally don't mm-hmm. and like and this is just like the theme of the book is just right. like no right. <laughs> so triffids are plants but they can move around they have like mm-hmm. m- locomotion so they're not necessarily dependent on their you know, I mean, they can, they can get around and they can like sense people mm-hmm. through what vibration. It's like sound. They can't see, but they can. Yeah, I think it's sound. Yeah. And so, I mean, are they really plants? I mean, it's kind of an alien invasion, right? I mean, it's like. Yeah, I mean, it definitely has that feel to it. Because like speaking of, I mean, I, I feel like our, our zombie narratives have, have started to come full circle because now all of a sudden you're seeing an awful lot of cordyceps zombies like girl with all the gifts and this latest um the last of us the last of us series um which are again basically ambulatory plants at that point right right or plants that well i mean they're not whatever um yeah anyway so the opening of triffids is this guy who has been stung he like works with triffids at a triffid farm Mm mm-hmm He's stung by a triffid, like, near the eye. Mm-hmm. And um, he's in the hospital, like, convalescing. It's remarkable he wasn't killed. Yes, it is, in and fact. eaten. Well, killed, maybe not eaten, because he was in the, like, facility. Somebody would have dragged him out. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he's convalescing in the hospital, and, he, like, he's not allowed to take his bandages off for, like, 10 days or something. And so 28 he- days. <laughs> so then he you know when he like you know i mean like the opening line of the novel is like it's strange when a wednesday sounds like a sunday Mm -hmm. um oh right because it's quiet out because yeah he can't hear any he can't hear all of the sort of because he's in london yeah Um, with his eyes all bandaged up which is kind of interesting because he goes from being blind to being able to see and everybody else went from being able to see (laughs) to being blind right so now, you know, he's king. Yeah. And I mean, we'll talk about this more later, but there's actually like a fair amount in Triffids, which maps to things that happen in 28 Days Later. Oh, okay. Because I was wondering, I mean, if we were ever going to get around to talking about 28 Days Later. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to know how Sandra Bullock's doing. Yeah, no, it's true. Anyway, so I guess, so that was, that was number one reason why I wanted to see it again. Because I was like, curious, like. Like, how close does it? Track. like does yeah like, like now the, that you know what you know about triffids right does like, it map like does it map and then um then the other thing is that like i'm back on my bullshit again involving um child zombies um like i've been trying to create a list of child zombies in mm-hmm. cinema and um you know i knew there was one in 28 days later um, but I kind of couldn't remember the details about it. Right. So, so that was my other reason for wanting to watch it again. Yeah. Which, uh, and, and we, we've had this discussion several times and I know you don't agree with me necessarily, mm-hmm. but I believe that the Darth of child zombies in zombie stories is because you, you're talking about something slightly different. Like a zombie represents consumerism or whatever you know i mean it's like that it, it has its 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 representation in the world of what it is and traditionally zombies have been you know the, the mindless zombies the drones of consumerism right mm-hmm. um 
child zombies are different because they're not mindless consumers. They are something that you should have protected and didn't. There's something that represents, and in, in 28 Days Later, I think it's pointed because the reason I think that happens is because later the lieutenant asks him, who did you kill? Mm-hmm. Which, speaking of, that's one of the questions mm-hmm. that, that Rick Grimes asks new new people. Yep. And he says, I killed I killed a kid. And and kind of the the lieutenant's just sort of blows it off. He's a major. A major, sorry. The major is just sort of like, yeah, whatever. You know, my point is that like, you know, we all had to do nasty things to get here. And it's like, you're talking about killing a kid. You know, I mean, like, that's not just something bad that's something that's psychologically scarring for this guy and like because your whole thing is repopulating the earth or whatever that should have a bigger effect on you so obviously we are not trusting your narrative anymore so i think that's the reason why he used a a child zombie here because it makes that message more effective and and more pointed Mm -hmm. in 28 days later whereas you know i don't know are there any child zombies in day of the triffids there's no zombies at all in Day of the Triffids. <laughs> I mean, with children who are blinded, or are they all adults? No, there are there are children in the narrative. Oh, okay. Um, like both sighted and not, because actually, like a fair amount of kids were just in bed. Oh, and yeah. so there's this actually kind of tragic number of children who are like, you know caring for their parents yeah because all of a sudden you know they shouldn't just be seen and not heard (laughs) yeah no it's it's pretty grim actually um so um so what what's the the, how how many are on this list of child zombies do you have mm, that's probably about a dozen and they're they're all movies or yeah i i left i you know i kept it to movies like i did a roundup Mm. earlier of all the child zombies on walking dead which is about nine oh wow yeah i mean there are there are like two that really stand out for me but like yeah which two um the one that i mean the, the the really notable one is the one that carol has to go in and kill or notable the two where it's like dealing with the kids like the one kid is just mentally wrong oh yeah and She's it's like, not no, a... zombies are our friends. And then there were like, um, I thought there was a kid zombie in, as part of that. No, there wasn't. No. Yeah, They're just kids. Not They're just kids. Zombies. I mean, I included them on my roundup because I was like, this is a case of, you know. <laughs> like kids who want to be zombies. Kids who have gone wrong. But no, I mean, I, I would, you know, the two really obvious ones are the very first child zombie that we see in The Walking Dead. Oh, yeah, in the first episode. I mean, that was pretty jarring. It's the first zombie we encounter in the narrative. It's not the first zombie that Rick encounters, but it's the first right. one we see. Which is, again, I think the fact that they made that a kid is saying something different than like, I mean, because what that's a powerful message for mm-hmm. a zombie show to start with that, mm-hmm. to say this is not going to be a normal zombie show. Yeah, yeah. No, it's true. And also I think that, I mean, I think that it's sort of gesturing to like the first zombie arguably, zombie child arguably is... Um, Night of the Living Dead, right? Is Karen, Karen Cooper from Night of the Living Dead is the first one. Yeah. Um, and she, I mean, and I, I've said this before, but I, I just think it's so kind of impressive is that like, you know, Romero zombies are tool users. And that's something that I feel it's sort of dropped out of the lore. Because yeah. like... Well, until much later, because now you start seeing Walking Dead... They uh, they started who are ha- smarter having yeah and and they were they were in the first season they were tool users oh, in yeah, the first true. season yeah because they changed but they just it dropped out formula. again um so uh so yeah like Karen kills her parents with a knife kills her mom with a knife yeah she that's one where I don't think there was any particular point to it being a child it's just. Oh, I think it's part very of the narrative. Po- I think it's very pointed because it's watching it's watching the American nuclear family tear itself apart from the inside. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm just saying that it's like it it, it could have been, you know, well, yeah, I guess no, I guess it, you're probably right. It where it has to be, to be a, a kid, it has to be a kid. Yeah, no, yeah. it had to be because they. But they, I mean, that just sort of reinforces my point that when you see a child zombie, they're doing something different than your standard zombie. But in this case, it is a standard zombie, but he's he's got a message that he's trying to send with it, same way as. 
starting with the zombie in Walking Dead or... Right, yeah. You know, because it's... Because, they're like special zombies. They there's mean like, something more. There's actually like a ton of um, pretty blonde girl zombies. Like, oh, sure. You, you find like them... Ramsey. <laughs> but you find them all the time because they're like the, the pretty... I mean, I think there's even a term for this, the like missing woman syndrome or whatever. But like everybody gets all upset about um, like pretty white people who die, or white girls who die. Yeah, and I think that that's that that's in particular because it's the archetype of innocence, right? It's like the, mm-hmm. this is this is who we should have protected. And I mean, I have also said this before, but it would be in a totally different thing metaphorically if Rick Grimes. The fucking constable of a of a like small town in the south were to shoot down a black kid who was a zombie. Yeah, like absolutely. that. That would be an entirely different thing, and it would be saying entirely different things. They really should have done it, though. They should have or shouldn't. Have? They should have. That would have been amazing to start like that. Yeah. Holy crap! Well, especially because I am just sort of constantly incredibly frustrated by rick grimes and like his complete amorality and (laughs) and like and how he's constantly held up as this like sort of avatar of truth justice in the american way well we've talked about this before but i mean the in in the walking dead in particular i think they're 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 really talking about like civilization and society and like what makes that and when you take all of the trappings of that away you end up with a rick grimes who is not following any sort of actual laws but he represents like that he's like the strong man who represents the new order of things where it's right. like you know it's it's about the gun and the hat right but he's constantly being set up against people who are exactly like him but he's the good one for some reason well, like he's the familiar him, one him him against the governor come on yeah like they just made him they made the governor crazy because otherwise like what he did was actually really impressive. Yeah. Like saving a whole freaking town that way is impressive. Yeah. Um anyway, um <laughs> I like down that road again, I guess. Anyway, so 28 days later, watched it again and uh you know, we got a like ridiculously large TV um because we Not just to watch this, but to watch everything. In general, yes. In general. And so it was um Pretty impressive to me how fucking shitty digital video looks like. Yeah. Because this was, was pretty bad. This was like 20 you can see years the ago. Pixels. Yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. And you can't remaster it. There's nothing to remaster. No, no. Although, I mean, yeah, so it was 20 years ago, and this was this was completely groundbreaking. And in fact, this film could not have been made without it because um you know, to clear a road in London, which, or actually big chunks of London Mm -hmm. at any point would be very difficult. And yeah. And 28 days later is, is definitely a landscape picture. Absolutely. And so like, because you can't like with film, you have to say like, everything has to get set up and it takes forever. Mm -hmm. Like you can't, you can't do it. They're just not going to give you the permit. And and CG wasn't, to the point where you could just green screen it. No, no. Well, and I think this was just like a smaller budget than that. Yeah. Right, you know, again, right. 20 years ago. Right. So, um, yeah. So like the digital video allowed them to do things like clear a road, take the shot, get the fuck out of there within a couple hours. In central hours. London. It, yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> like, because it's, I mean, they're right there. Right. Um. Yeah. and I And I think it actually like me kind of complaining about it aside i think it it actually works like with the narrative you know it works that it's shitty like it because it's it's got a sort of veritas look about it or something yeah um which is funny because i mean nowadays like we just watched that weird youtube video that one of the kids was like, hey, watch this. And oh, it was like some sort of weird like liminal spaces thing. No, no. It's called analog horror. Analog horror. And it's like all VCR tracking garbage on the television. And it's all like very retro in that sense. But it was like, oh, my God. You guys 
have never actually it had was, a VCR. It, it, it was actually kind of adorable <laughs> because it like it totally it was like VCR homage. Right. It was like it completely did not understand how any of that stuff worked. Yeah. It, it, and in contrast, like one movie that really got it right was Kung Fury. <laughs> like they just captured the shit out of that VCR like <laughs> Be, <yeah>. look. <laughs> Oh my god, anyway, so yeah, so I was, I was really, I was really impressed with 28 Days Later, like, it's an incredibly tight little story, you know, like, so, like in Triffids, we have a guy waking up in a hospital, and, you know, and then moving through an empty London, trying to figure out what the fuck happened. And the only thing available to him to eat is, like, a bunch of pops. Like, he eats a bunch of canned liquid sugar mm-hmm. and later falls apart because of it. Yeah, which is I thought was a really nice detail. Yeah, it was a really good detail. Um, but then, yeah, eventually, you know, eventually it turns out that there's this rage virus. Um, I think that's the cold open is the um, the dumb kids breaking into the lab and releasing Oh, the, yeah, it was very 12 monkeys. Yeah, releasing the monkeys who then... Or, apes who then were also um contagion what was the other one like that it was like the michael Crichton one what was that one uh, i don't know um uh, not andromeda stream congo i never saw congo no yeah i don't remember it was the one though it was the same kind of thing where it's like we're gonna let the monkeys go and then the monkeys bite somebody and then like <laughs> and then, okay and then everybody's <laughs> fucked yeah, yeah. so uh, anyway so that's that's that you know, and so he meets up with a, a man and a woman who have been surviving in London. Mm-hmm. Um, go back to his house, find his parents have killed themselves mm-hmm. because and hoped that he died. Yeah, because it's a bad world to live in. Yeah, or they hope that he didn't wake up. It's different. Well, I think that that's a, you know putting a fig leaf over it (laughs) um anyway so like long story short he they like he the woman uh and a guy and his daughter brendan gleason Mm -hmm. who's awesome um they end up kind of road tripping across the country um again with the landscape picture right yeah yep um to the safe haven because they've been hearing this broadcast and um this is where this is where he what's his name that'll come to me um this is where he encounters the child zombie is that they're they stop at a place for gas um and they're like siphoning out of a tanker or something and He's like, I want a cheeseburger. And they're like, don't fucking go in there. And he's like, I'm going to get one. And so he goes into this, um, it's like a cheeseburger shack. Yeah, at a gas station. Gas station, yeah. And so he goes in there and it's just like dead bodies everywhere. And then, um, you know, this little like rage virus child pops up. And uh, I don't think we see him kill the child. Yeah, he like beats him with a baseball bat and leaves, right? Doesn't he? Yeah, but it's I don't. Like right, it like cuts right before that. It, it cuts right before it hits him, and then we see him wiping the bat off as he leaves the right. the building. Yeah. Um, and so, like, and then later, so then later they hook up with the um, which is kind of an interesting, like psychologically, that's how I think people experience that kind of trauma. You don't remember the moment itself; mm-hmm. you remember just before and just after. Yeah, I think that's I think that's accurate. Um, so then they hook up with the, um, military group. Yep. The major and his, his ragtag band of maybe a dozen, maybe not even that many. Yeah. Um, and his XO is not into what's going on. Um, yeah, I mean, and that, that I had, I like had a whole like theory about like it ego, super ego with that, that like mess where it's like the major is this like. I'm here to like recreate civilization mm-hmm. and his his sergeant is like this is such a bad idea. <laughs> All of this is just 
like civilization is over. Mm-hmm. What you need is discipline and order in this particular military troop, but the major keeps undercutting him and yeah. it ends up like being this nasty thing where like the sergeant is the only one who's standing up for actual decency. Yeah, it's because true. you know, obviously, you know, in in the pursuit of of repopulating the world and rebuilding civilization, decency is not a concern. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was fascinating that the major's whole thing is like not even about sex. Like he doesn't care about the sex himself. He just wants to like he has this like ideological like direction of repopulating the earth, and his men will do the actual sex part. And his men are just horny rapists yeah and they don't really give a shit about society that's not they don't care about that at all they were promised women right and it's like it's just kind of funny to like watch that that whole like play out between those three different points of view you know so which is the id ego and super ego um i i think well i don't know that it's that cut and dried i mean i just thought i was like thinking of it in like psychological terms you've got the the major who's got this big picture um, vision of like where he wants to go and then you have the men who are like just wanting to have sex which obviously that's the more the id right um and and like super ego and then you have like the sergeant who's like trying to do the decent thing right like trying to like approach it from a like rational conscious point of view right. that that ends up just not working no and he's con- like I mean- he's trying to mitigate between the two because he literally his position sits in between those two right right and and like and he's supposed to manage that those those relationships and he can't right because these guys had like the the soldiers have their motivations which is all just like fuck eat fight you know right? right and um you know and then the major i mean it's christopher eccleson and he really is just so good at playing a certain kind of asshole. Yeah, he he very like he, much cause is. Like he cuz he's he's got a very like like clipped delivery to the way he speaks, although he does have that north accent, so it, you know, it's a spin on it. So yeah. it's not it's not it's not like, you know, your Oxbridge accent or something like that. Right. It's, you know, from a place. Lots of planets have a north. Lots of planets have a north. So but his delivery is so like clipped and and precise. Yeah. Well, and when and when we first encounter them, they do appear to be some sort of civilization because of him. But then as soon as you start like you you know, you get into the like whatever whatever crazy old castle they they took over. Yeah, it's And like you a... see like the boxes of VCRs and you're just sort of like, "Oh my god, these guys it's like they spent a lot of time looting. They spent a lot of time looting, but for no really. I mean, it's it's almost exactly it's the societal version of what, um, what's his face, the scarecrow. What's his name? The actor. Uh, Kieran. Culkin. Kieran, no. McCulkin. Killian Murphy. Yeah. Anyway, he picks up a bunch of money that's just laying around on the street when he's wandering around after he woke up from the hospital. But it's, like, reflexive. Yeah, but I I think that looting was just sort of like, we're going to get a bunch of VCRs. And it's like, you barely have power. What are you going to watch? Like, why do you need a stack of VCRs? Are you going to sell them? Like, Mm. what's the, I mean, what's the end game here? Um, But as it turns out, Spoiler alert, at the very end, you see a jet flying over and you realize that this is just the island. Mm-hmm. You know, this is just... It's just England. It's just England and possibly Scotland. And It has and to be Scotland. They're in Manchester. That's pretty far north. Yeah. But that that's the thing right there that lets you know that, like, this this major is, is like, trying to... Re- he's trying to rebuild England. Mm-hmm. You know, because Ooh. he knows Ooh. that the world is out there and he just wants to position himself yeah. as the new king of England. I kind of wonder, I mean, obvious, obviously, this is well before Brexit. Yeah. But I feel like zombie movies in general sort of like predict certain things. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, because I, I remember thinking this really strongly when I saw this um, French film called Horde. Oh, yeah. And I watched that film and I thought, oh, my God, 
whatever is going on with the immigrant population in France is going to fucking explode. <laughs> like right. they are being so mistreated yeah. that this is going to fucking blow up in their faces. And it wasn't even that much longer than Charlie Hebdo. And like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there is just this seething resentment. Right. And, and, and that film, like I was just like, I could completely see it coming. From right. that film. I think zombie movies are actually better than most at at certain kinds of cultural, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's like sci-fi in that sense, because it's like, what are the zombies for? And then from there, well, you can because, kind of like extrapolate out. Because I think zombie narratives are largely about the construction of society. And yeah. so they they definitely have a sort of prophetic sense to them. So, I mean, I do I do think that there's something in 28 Days Later about, like, later Brexit and them fucking ripping themselves to shreds. Right. You know, like, through all kinds of nasty, you know what I mean? Like, there's so much, like, nasty hating everybody shit going on. Yeah, because I got mine. Mm-hmm. Fuck the rest of the EU, you right. know? Like, I want I want pounds. Yeah, and it's so, and but so self-destructive. Yeah. And so that you can be, king, and, I mean, so that you can be king of England. Immigration. Oh, absolutely. Because that—that's another thing. Is that like, you know, the major is setting himself up as like, I'm here to, you know, the light of society, rebuild society, and he's taken one of the men from the group who's been infected and has a collar around his neck, who is a black man. I would like to mention. Oh. Oh my God! He's got I didn't a even collar around his it. neck, yeah. and he's got him down. You know, he knew this guy. Like everybody knew this guy. This is this was a like maybe not a friend, but it was definitely somebody that they like slept, ate, and worked together. Mm-hmm. And that you can put a collar on a collar around his neck and let him be a rage zombie like that. I mean. That takes some, that takes like a complete vacuum where your like moral sense is. And, and it's kind of like fascinating to think about how that situation even came to be in the first place because the major didn't do it. He ordered someone else to do it. Mm-hmm. The sergeant would have had to give that order Ugh. under duress to a guy who would have refused. Like who did that? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that to me is really fascinating in, in that they left that part of it out. You know, because... Well, because, I mean, but it, like, once you start thinking about it, like, you think about the incrementalism of, like, you do this shitty thing, you do this shitty thing, yeah. you do this shitty thing, and then eventually, when a woman and a child, a girl child, show up, you are completely ready to rape both of them. Right. Like, like they have already... Uh, I think already... the girl children are just called girls. <laughs> <laughs> but I just... I feel like in a lot of a lot of times when people talk about that, they're like, "Oh yeah, it's a woman." And I'm like, "No, it's not a woman. That's right. a girl. That right. is a child." Yeah, and there's some like really sketchy bits in in that where like uh, like um, the our our heroine tries to feed her drugs, and she's like, "Are you trying to kill me?" And she's like, "No, I'm just trying to make it so that you don't feel anything." She does successfully feed her drugs because she's high for the next. Sequence. Right, yeah, but I mean, I I just thought I thought that was a really fascinating, like, practical thing to do. Yeah, and like, yeah, I don't know. Again, with the great details. Yeah, but okay, I don't know if if we had some further things to talk about there, but I'm really curious about the mappings between Day of the Trippids and Twenty Eight Days Later. Oh, because I feel like there you have a whole thing about. Oh you know, yeah, because we've touched on some of them. Some of them. Oh, so the the one mapping that I can see is you know so there's a bunch of storm and throng in in London, and eventually, um, our our dude, uh, a girl he's sort of, you know, sweet on, and two sighted children, and I think maybe a couple blind people all end up living in a in a house in the in the um just countryside so mm-hmm. um and they they you know they have a fortified kind of wall because the triffids know they're there mm-hmm. and so they're kind of just constantly sieged by triffids mm-hmm. they have to go out and kill them regularly etc mm-hmm. 
um, and eventually a um, a major type like this major shows up mm. and with some soldiers and he's like and at first they're like oh it's great you know because they haven't seen anybody who right. isn't you know killed by triffids mm-hmm. um, in ages and so at first they're like yay this is great and then eventually like it turns out that the um these guys are going to you know forcibly take them to wherever they are mm-hmm. manchester maybe <laughs> i don't know right. um and they're going to be like forced to work in whatever fucking bullshit gulag they have going on right like they have they have a like a military dictatorship that is that they're running um and you know I don't remember real clearly the Triffids part, but um, but I remember when I, at the time, reading it and thinking, oh, this is this is totally twenty eight days later again, mm-hmm. because you have, you know, you have this sort of found family, um, and like, you know, the military coming in and and stripping that family for parts. Yeah, because it makes you realize, and in in particularly in in twenty eight days later that it's just a group of young men with with guns and mm-hmm. that's the most terrifying thing yeah. on the planet is groups of young men who are ungoverned and you have the major and the sergeant but you you can see that unraveling you mm-hmm. know and like and you can see cuz i mean that that's the the major had talked about how he'd promised them women and that that was what was holding them together because he needed to give them some sort of hope or whatever but like that's all just that's all just like hand waving away the fact that this is a group of 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 young men with guns who are going to realize really quickly that all it takes is one fragged major <laughs> to do whatever the hell you want you know yeah. i mean like that's it's just lord of the flies and that's terrifying you know i mean it's just that that is the like the most horrific thing because you realize that a society is not made up of young men with guns that's a military and yeah. society keeps the military in check and absent society, there is absolutely nothing that's keeping them from showing up and being like, I'm the captain now. Mm-hmm. Like, there's absolutely nothing standing between them and just sort of rampaging through the countryside, doing whatever the hell they want. Which is largely what they were doing anyway. But it's just that yeah. then they come up in con- in conflict with, again, with our little found family, you right. know? Because we do, I mean... And it turns out that uh, Killian was just... Oh my God! It turns out he gets his shirt off and he becomes the Terminator. Yeah, that yeah. was pretty wild. It was pretty wild, but I think there was—I feel like it was pointed. I don't know because it's about a rage virus, right? Yeah, I mean, I remember thinking at the time, like this time watching watching it through, that that like they, they like him getting his shirt off was important because it turns him into um an animal he he is the human animal and he becomes this sort of force of nature in a a way like this primitivism that is completely divorced from civilization society he is just there to exact his vengeance on this this like this last like vestige of of a of a of a toppled civilization, mm-hmm. and so he just sort of like shows up and like pops in and out of out of shadows and just like starts killing people and then disappears and then covered with blood and then shows up later and is just sort of like you know not even breathing heavily and mm-hmm. you know his girlfriend like almost kills him and 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 realizes that he's not a rage monster, but, but why? he is a rage. You know, I mean, like, why ish. does she notice that? Di- what's the difference? I mean, the difference is he can turn it off, but ultimately, that's what divides us into. Like, I mean, like society is the the whole point of society is to contain that rage virus, and a bunch of like men with guns are the are, are like it's like it's like they're trying to put some sort of cap on the rage mm-hmm. but ultimately it can't they're just going to devolve mm-hmm. and you know so the purest expression of that is you know this guy taking his shirt off and just sort of one by and one going, going ham on him down him. you know yep. because all he cares about is his is his family the nuclear family 
the one that mm-hmm. you know has he manages to somehow save in spite of you know so it's like a nice bookend to the original night of the living dead where it's the destruction of the nuclear family this one is the preservation of the nuclear family as the seed of society right, right. as opposed to the military or you know or yeah i mean unfortunately we had to lose brendan gleason yeah but i mean he's not necessary to a nuclear family he's just sort of like you know he's the he's the he always knew he was dead weight well and also i just kind of can't imagine how that would all play out i mean the the military would have to kill him before they raped his daughter right you know like because he would not he would he would require killing right Right, like sooner than everybody else. <laughs> yeah, like because he that was just not going to happen yeah. on his watch. Um, oh. Well, because it would have put it would have put his daughter off limits immediately, and that's not going to work. No, right. Well, not for their evil purposes. Right. Oh, but I did want to say about the kid. I I agree with you. In the broad strokes. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there's something like more going on there narratively. Mm -hmm. Um, Because so our our hero, whose name I cannot remember. Oh, Jim. (laughs) Jim. It's Jim. It came to me finally. Jim. Jim and Selena. Serena. Selena. Yeah. Something like that. Serena. And Hannah is the girl. Yeah. Um. Now, if I can remember the major's name, I'll feel really vindicated. Major. Um, so he wakes up 28 days later during the that whole sequence with, you know, uh, he gets sort of semi-attacked by that priest. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, Selena and her buddy, like, blow up some rage zombies so that he can get away and they mm-hmm. go hide in the underground. Um, he ends up accidentally drawing rage zombies into his house, mm-hmm. which Selena and her buddy kill. Like in all of this, he has killed no one. Yeah. He has killed no one. Yeah. Like he, you know, he woke up too late and then he was just too useless this whole time. Right. And so if he had made it all the way to the, you know, mansion, the estate where mm-hmm. the military was and he hadn't actually gotten his hands dirty, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. You know, like that, that's a story where he could get up Rick Grimes style and give some self-serving fucking bullshit, um, you know, homily. Right. About retaining your humanity right. and the rest of it. Right. And so, and and that's not a story I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's more effective in that it was, it wasn't just a zombie. It wasn't just some zombie he killed. It was a kid. Right. And so, so for like, in terms of the narrative, the fact that the, the one and only, I believe, rage zombie he killed was a child, like puts like moral weight on that death right in a way that like if he had just killed some rando because everybody's a zombie but not all of them are kids right um it puts weight on that and it you know so that when he has that conversation with um the major who's you know giving his like like evil plans for society um it allows the major to make a moral equivalence between killing a child and raping a child. Yeah. Um, which is obviously horrific. Yeah. Cause you gotta do, you gotta get your hands dirty. You gotta break some eggs to make an omelet. <laughs> right. You know? But I just, I mean, but I think it's actually like, you know, it's, it's beautifully written in the sense that, you know, like that's, it's very cool in terms of the writing. That's why it's a child. Right. Um, because it makes that a real thing that it, it obviously I don't think those are morally equivalent, mm-hmm. but rhetorically it works. Yeah, I mean, because that's what the the major is is trying to accomplish right. in that scene. Yeah. And so yeah, so I don't I like so I I don't know so again with like my my thinking about like child zombies it like sort of made me appreciate what was going on here in a 
Yeah, I mean, and in general, like, 28 Days Later, like, this time through, because I've seen that, I mean, I've seen this movie a lot. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, the rewatchability of this movie is high. It's high. Very high. You could easily watch this movie over and over and over again, it's, because it's, it's awesome. It's like, it's, it's like so well done. And it's, it's really tight. And this time through, I was really impressed. Like, yeah, it's digital video, but it's like, it's not the, it's not the, the, tool it's the craftsman you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it is mm-hmm. just such a, a a well-written story well-directed well-acted mm-hmm. and and just shot perfectly to to really convey this this very specific sense of the like the the rise and fall and rise again of civilization you know yeah and and our part in that and it was just like kind of perfect because that's what you know zombie stories are for but right. it, it's such a great, it's like your quintessential zombie story, you know, and it does a good job of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. And it does it, I mean, like, I, you know, I've spent a lot more time fighting with people on the internet than I should about whether the rage zombies are zombies, but they're fucking zombies. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. if it walks like a duck and then it attacks you and mobs like a duck, right. then it's a fucking zombie. And, and even in, like, The the Last of Us, where I was like, you, you know, I, I had read this thing where the cordyceps... Um, fungus will uh, sever your your brain from your body and then take over your body and make it do stuff and you're still conscious while that happens and so you're eating other people and crying and you know and like just really upset about it because you're conscious and aware but that makes you no less of a zombie so like you know even though there's a person in there like that person's not coming back yeah. You know, like in The yeah. Walking Dead where, where you know, you get Herschel filling a barn full of, you know, ex-people, Ugh. former people, you know. I mean, it's including, just... Including his wife. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is... And, pretty... the, and the girl that everyone is looking for for that entire series. Like, this is this is what's wrong with The Walking Dead. I'm, I am up on a hobby horse right now. Okay. So, again, Herschel turns into fucking Santa Gandalf. Right, mm-hmm. like he is the mouthpiece of just Sunk like cost fallacies. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's so wonderful. Everybody loves him. When he dies, they all stick his watch up their asses and stuff. I don't even know. Whatever. Like everybody is so he's so great because he's got all of this like roomy eyed wisdom mm-hmm. to give you. Right. Um, that entire season. Everybody is looking for this girl. Everyone. He's got his dead wife and this girl who he knows is in the barn Mm -hmm. while everyone is looking for her. And he can't be arsed to tell them that's what's going on. Oh, more than that. He keeps like telling them they need to start moving on. Yeah. I mean, it's like, fuck that guy. Yeah. And the fact, the fact that the, that they're like, yeah, it's fine. That's what's wrong with the writing in that show. Yeah, some of those early seasons were like the first. The first, the first season was was actually really really good, but then it sort of sort of devolved, and then well, and then, then it they... ended up in a place where like because I mean, do you remember their their problem with their black characters where it's like you could have one, and mm-hmm. once you got two, one of them was going to die because the writers had no idea what black people say to each other. <laughs> it's totally true. It's totally true. No, I mean they I eventually mean... fixed that, but like. Eventually, oh. but not those great. middle. Some of those middle seasons were just unwatchable, unfucking watchable. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, they they fired Frank Darabont after the first season, which is yeah. which is part. Actually, it's a huge component of why it sucks. Yeah. Um. But yeah. But I just that that was my hobby horse that I had to get up about fucking Herschel, like fuck Herschel. Yeah. That's um, a good hobby horse. Yeah, I like it. It's a good one because in twenty eight days later. They kill off the Herschel figure so that they can talk about the... Because, I mean, he, he would be the Brandon Gleason guy, right? The elder statesman who isn't really necessary in this world, you know? Yeah, although, Like, if you're going to moralize, you're going to be Rick Grimes. So, like, what's he for? But he's not... I mean, part of the reason he dies is that he's, like, too sweet for that world. Like, I just think it's so... Like, they, you know, they make it up to the... You know, he's living in one of those brutalist towers in London. Yeah. And, um, you know, I mean, he does, he does have a badass 
ness to him in that he puts on his like cop outfit and then beats shit out of the rage zombies that are coming up the stairs well and like obviously filled his stairwell with like ironic shopping carts right no i mean it's just filled with shopping carts because that's what happens with consumerism yeah is that it becomes a blockade yeah in the (laughs) post-apocalyptic absolutely landscape um but yeah but i mean like when they show up and he's just like oh uh, let's get the crumb de month. Let's get mum's crumb de month. Yeah. And then they have, you know, I mean, like he's too sweet for that world. Like he's, yeah. he's so adorable. <laughs> like, you know what and I mean? And obviously he drank everything else and he really fucking hates crumb de month. Because it's gross. It is pretty gross. Yeah. But but I- he has no problem like picking out really fine bottles of scotch later on. So obviously... Mm-hmm. You know, if there had been any scotch, he would have drank the shit out of it because they have no water. Oh, yeah. So sad. Yeah. Anyway, so. Except he won't drink creme de menthe because gross. Like, even he won't drink that. Not even if he were, like, dying of thirst. Well, he didn't end up drinking it. Well, yeah, that's because he was really desperate to have something to drink. Yeah, but it was. For a celebration. It was, but it was sweet, you know? I don't know. <laughs> I, I thought it was really cute. Yeah. Um, It's for good. Yeah, it's for good. Um, anyway, so I was just really impressed with um, 28 Days Later. Yeah. Yeah, and it was, I mean, it is kind of neat how there's definitely some parallels with, with Triffids, like, intentionally so, which is cool, you know, because it's like... Yeah. It's like, it's like you know, embrace and extend, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, especially because I feel like... it's saying something different. Like, Wyndham is one of those weird figures because, like, I feel like British people know who he is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people of a certain age have read him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like he's relatively unknown on this side of the pond. Oh, sure. Right. Um, I mean, but everybody's heard of Dave the Trippids. It's just you don't really necessarily know what the story is or who wrote it or... What's going on know, with it? Yeah. yeah. No, that's about. right. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I feel like he's having a mini renaissance. Like, uh, Penguin came out with a bunch of new editions with sweet looking covers on oh, them nice. which is you know we like it yeah anyway so i think that we should probably watch 28 weeks later meh i don't know it doesn't really? necessarily matter i really like that one i mean i just i don't I think have high hopes n- that sandra bullock is going to be in that one either <laughs> <laughs> high five high five <laughs> <laughs>